TED Audio Collective. In the comment section of the video you made, What's with the X in Latinx, mm-hmm. there was a man mm. who commented, For reals, that chick is annoying. My mom would agree with him. I'm very <laughs> annoying. So would okay. my sister. Okay, great. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big. Summarize with AI in a click. Click, click, click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. And welcome to Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the show where I take negative online comments and turn them into starting points for offline conversations. I'm your host, Dylan Marin. Today, I'm moderating a conversation between two people who intersected online because of one word, Latinx. For those of you who aren't familiar, no worries. It's the gender-neutral alternative to the terms Latino and Latina, which is used to describe someone of Latin American origin. Kat Lasso is a video maker who made a video called What's With The X in Latinx, where she essentially broke down why she thinks people should use the more inclusive term rather than the gendered Latino or Latina when referring to a group of Latin American people. And then Alvaro commented beneath the video, for reals, that chick is annoying. First I'll speak one-on-one to Kat, then I will chat with Alvaro, and then I will connect them to each other. So let's get started. Hi, Kat. Hey, Dylan. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling a little nervous, but at the same time, pretty uh, at ease, just because okay. you're such a wonderful spirit. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I have it nothing to like worry that, about. I, that was like you were sponsored to say that. No, <laughs> so no, I'm no. Like, Pass um, me the twenty dollars. <laughs> exactly. Oh, twenty. Come on, babe. For, <laughs> for that, I'd pay more. Um, so why are you feeling nervous? Um, cause I guess I'm gonna talk to someone who hates me. <laughs> I don't think they unquote. hate me, but I, you know. I don't think so. I mean, hate is a loose, strong loose word. term, strong mm-hmm. word. And it's also a loose term for this, yeah. but it's just about the fact that on the internet, when we read these comments, it can feel like hate. Mm-hmm. We'll get to all of that soon, but I wanted to start here. Kat, you are a video maker, a content creator. Yes. And you make very popular videos on the internet. Tell me about what started this work. Wow. Okay. Well, what started this was really the accessibility of the internet and my frustration with the world (laughs) when those two things collided. I'm Colombian-Peruvian. I grew up in Queens, New York in a predominantly white neighborhood to immigrant parents. So a lot of that colored, you know, how I view the world and how I've experienced things. And then I also like wanted to act uh, when I was younger. I wanted to be uh, Natalie Portman. Mm -hmm. Um, But the frustration of how the industry treated me and treated others, uh, other marginalized folks, um, kind of put a bad taste in my mouth to the point that, you know, I graduated college with a degree in advertising marketing. I said, there's no way Mm -hmm. I'm ever going to make it in, you know, an ad agency with 
how I think or how right. I view the world. This right. is not going to happen. So what do I do? Yeah. Where do I fit in? Right. Where Where does my specific experience and perspective as a Latina fit in? And honestly, as a stereotypical millennial, I was like, I know I will start a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started a YouTube channel. I started vlogging. I started learning how to use a camera. I started freelancing, making videos, you know, um, for other folks um, within like the feminist online sphere. And yeah, fast forward a couple of years. Now I have my own series, The Cat Call. Look at you. Uh, half scripted, half log, all that good stuff. Kind of breaking down misconceptions about Latinos or Latinx. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, and just uh, kind of catering to my own community and making sure that we're holding each other responsible, uh, accountable, rather. I feel like the internet would classify you, and certainly it has classified me in the category of social justice warrior. <laughs> um, how does that label feel for you? Um, I don't like it just because that's not my intention. I feel like right away that label means that people are tuning out. Mm. And so when folks do comment and mm -hmm. say like, ah, social justice warrior, oh my God, this liberal, this and this, mm -hmm. I feel like, damn, I didn't do a good job because mm. I actually want you to stick through and watch this video. Mm. So you made a video called What's with the X in Latin X? Mm -hmm. Now for people who don't know what Latin X means, please educate us. <laughs> so we understand that there's Latina and that there's Latino, an A and an O at the end of that. Mm -hmm. um, the Spanish language is very gendered, right? So even objects have are either female or male. And as a result, a new term, Latinx, started to be spread. And the point of the X in Latinx is mainly two reasons, right? One, to break down the patriarchy. For example, if there's a room full of three girls, it's a room full of amigas, mm -hmm. uh, friends, mm -hmm. the female version. But if a guy enters that room, it automatically becomes amigos. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, probably the most dominant reason is it's a gender neutral term, right? Mm -hmm. For folks who don't feel mm -hmm. like they fit in the binary of male or female. And yeah, so I think that it started being used a lot and it stirred up a lot of confusion, mm -hmm. questions, and a lot of feelings mm -hmm. that felt aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I wanted to address that because I think, you know, I posed that question. That was the title of the, of the video, What's with the X in Latinx? Because that is what some people were commenting yeah. when I made videos and people would use the word, you know, Latinx. They'd be like, what the hell's with the X right. in Latinx? Now, some people feel that it kind of disrespects the language. Have you gotten that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can understand where people are coming from when they say that, possibly where they're coming from, given that those of us who do speak different languages, and in particular Spanish, a lot of us are being discriminated against if we do speak Spanish, mm -hmm. you know, uh, publicly. Mm -hmm. So I can see, you know, in... Um, Un orgullo, like, mm -hmm. a, like a pride mm -hmm. of like, why would you change this, you know? Yeah. But I guess my thought process and my rebuttal to that is that language alone, regardless of what language you speak, is always evolving, mm -hmm. right? So we enter slang words mm -hmm. into the dictionary like every day. Every day. Yeah. And also... Spanish, along with even English, mm -hmm. are languages that our colonizers literally imposed on us. Mm -hmm. So I come from a perspective that, yes, I speak both, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I recognize that both were not passed down 
to me willingly. Mm-hmm. There, there's a history that's pretty ugly, so mm-hmm. I'm not that beholden to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in the comment section of the video you made, what's with the X in Latinx? Mm-hmm. There was a man mm. who commented, "For reals, that chick is annoying." My mom would agree with him. I'm very <laughs> annoying. So would okay. my sister. Okay, great. Um, how does it feel to read a comment like that? Um, I think given that in that particular video, I got a lot of comments, a lot of, I would categorize negative comments that I'm almost like numb to it. It's not that bad. It's in the sea of all of the other negative comments. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to like, what makes me annoying? Is it just like my personality? Is it what I'm talking about? Yeah. My tone of voice. I don't know. My eyebrows. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's a great question. And that's the whole reason why we're here. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) So stay right there. And then I'll give him a call. Hey, Alvaro, it's Dylan. Hey, Dylan, what's going on? How's it going? <clears throat> Not bad. So now, you're sure now's a good time for you? Yeah, definitely. Okay, great. <clears throat> Who knows, this could be my shot of stardom. <laughs> I know, look at this, we're doing it. <laughs> um, so, Alvaro, uh, let's start small. Tell me how your day's going. Uh, well, I can't say it's, it's not going too bad. I mean, I'm here at home. I'm off, uh, you know, taking care of my niece and my, my three dogs. So, oh, nice. Yeah, life is good. You have three dogs. That was like my dream as a kid. I wanted three dogs. I've, I'm sure your your hands are tied, right? Yeah, it's like having a, another kid, basically. You always have to worry if they're sick, if they ate, if they went outside, if they <laughs> went away. Right, right, right. So. Right. Okay, so uh, I usually like to just start to get to know people. So in only as many details as you're comfortable sharing, tell me about you. Uh, currently, I am a nurse, mm-hmm. a licensed practical nurse, and I'm actually going back to school. Oh, nice. For what? Uh, well, to just move up the ladder and become a registered nurse. And my long-term goal is to become a nurse anesthetist. Oh, nice. Um, so, you know, little by little, I'm doing that. In terms of my background, I will say that I'm, I'm Colombian. My family mm-hmm. is very much Colombian. Um, you know, very family-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that I like to do, I'm mm-hmm. huge into travel. Like, I've been traveling to South America. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Asia. I want to travel, you know, mm-hmm. experience different cultures and different things. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty adventurous when it, when it comes to like food and culture. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked helping others since I was young. You know, mm-hmm. I like medicine. I like science. I love to, you know, help people out in, in the time of need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very caring, especially towards people who are elderly. And I, I just find it very satisfying to help people out. Um, okay, so so now to kind of uh, turn the questions a little bigger, mm-hmm. underneath Cat Lasso's video about using the X in Latinx, you said, for reals, that chick is annoying. Uh, so why did you write that? I wrote it because when you look at her video, the first thing you see is this girl just waving her neck around and just pointing the finger at the screen, telling you how what you know what to think and what to talk. And I was like, whoa, you know, who who is this? You know, because she tries to go into this discussion about the whole Latinx thing. Mm-hmm. Like for example, she says, uh, one, one, the one that really stood up to me the most. It says, you know, a lot of people that are against the whole Latinx and want to use proper grammar within the context of the Spanish language. She says, well, what do you want to use? Uh, a language that is imposed on you by colonialists. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, you know, that's kind of hypocritical because from what I'm understanding here is the term Latinx, it's coming from a non-Latino source. It's coming from an American source. And, you know, America has, uh, North America, I should say, uh, it has a um, 
kind of like a bad image of going to other people's nations and telling them what to do. You know, for example, the term Latin X, as in EX, mm-hmm. in Spanish is X. So mm-hmm. is, what is the proper way of saying it? Is it Latin X? Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Is there something else that kind of crawls under your skin about it? Well, I, I think it's really a push versus the new versus the old. And mm-hmm. when it comes to the new, we talk about like the, the newer generations of people, Spanish-speaking peoples uh, within the United States, you know, usually third and second generation. Mm-hmm. And then you have the older traditional generation. For example, I, I was born outside of this country and I came here with my parents. Mm-hmm. It, granted, though my Spanish isn't as great as theirs, I consider myself like a first generation mm-hmm. uh, Latino. And uh, we tend to be a little bit more set and conservative in our ways mm-hmm. versus more people who are born here, they tend to be a little bit more progressive. And what really irks me, people say, oh, you know, well, language always changes, it's always evolving, mm. you know, why, you know, why can't you change? Don't be so stuck in, 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 in you know, in your old ways. But like mm. I always tell people, you know, we created institutions to protect and preserve our language. Mm-hmm. So I feel that if we're going to evolve and we're going to have, you know, progress into the future, we're going to progress within the confines of our own cultures, you know, mm-hmm. you know, not what some, you know, second or third generation person who probably doesn't speak Spanish that well, doesn't understand the, the intricacies of the, you know, the proper grammar mm. of, 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 of it all, you know, mm. because I feel like it's a butchering upon the language. If mm. you butcher the language, you start stripping away your identity. Mm. In my point of view, I'm speaking specifically for myself. You know, you, you were mentioning how close you are with your family. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, um, like, are there intergenerational differences within your family? And what I mean by that is, like, are there ways that you're more progressive than the generation before you and the generation before them and stuff like that? I, I would say yes, even even though I was born outside of the country, but I was raised a little bit here also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tend to feel that, you know, my society is a little bit like a, like a very much of a machismo society. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, sadly to say, not... I can't, I can't generalize everybody, put them on the same, mm-hmm. you know, because it's always mm-hmm. going to be that exception. Of course. But, you know, within the Colombian culture, men are known to be philanderers. And yeah. when I was there, you know, I saw men teaching their children or even their nephews to be philanderers. Huh. And I've always fought against that. Mm-hmm. And people will say, oh, what's wrong with you? Are you gay or something? Uh-huh. You know, why do you think that way? Oh, you know, why do you even talk that way? You, yeah. know, that's, you know, that's just how things are. And I would say, no, it's not how the way how things are supposed to be. You yeah. Know? No, I mean, I mean that's so interesting. So you get a bit of a hard time for being more progressive than the generations before you, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I guess what I'm trying to get at here is I'm wondering, like, if when we see people who are slightly more progressive than us, and that's not a value judgment, I just mean like someone who is saying something that is on the scale of progressivism, more progressive than that than what we're working towards. Than the previous, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I wonder if our natural inclination is to find that annoying. So I wonder if part of what you find annoying about Cat is is she's talking about something that is a few steps away from where you are in terms of progressivism. Is that fair to say? In a way, it is. In a way, it isn't. Mm-hmm. I just see it more as of two things. Primarily, I see it more as like it's kind of like an attack on the culture. And number two, like it's like you're trying to take away our culture. Mm-hmm. And number two, I see her, and I hope you know if she hears this that she doesn't get offended. But I see, see her as like as a rebel without a cause. You know, maybe I could be wrong, but that's the image that I see that, that I get from from her. But when you see the video, all she starts doing is snapping the neck. You know, throwing her neck at this, or you mm-hmm. get angry over a little word, yada yada yada. You know, just all these little, you know, you know, side comments that are like, you know, it doesn't make any sense, you know. 
So you would feel comfortable saying that to her? I would. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not trying to hurt her or anything. I'm just saying, you know, that's what my perspective is and what I see from her. No, totally. Um, so with that being said, Alvaro, are you uh, down to talk to Kat? Yeah, definitely. Okay, great. Hey, Alvaro. Hi, Kat. How you doing? Stay right there. We'll be right back. If you like this podcast and you want to help support it directly, you can check out our merch store. We have brand new shirts that say Empathy is Not Endorsement, a mantra I've made for the show, and stickers that say what I say at the end of every episode, remember there's a human on the other side of the screen. Also, there's a shirt that has Rob Wilson's beautiful logo for our show on it. Check it all out at www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com and click on Merch. All right, let's get back to the conversation. All right, go ahead. Hey, I don't know if you can hear us, but uh, Kat, you can say hi. Hey, Alvaro. Hi, Kat. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very good. Okay, great. Um, so I, I just want to start with a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are joined here uh, because the two of you intersected on the internet, on Facebook. Kat, you made a video called What's the Deal with the X in Latinx? And Alvaro, you commented for reals that chick is annoying. So let's start with Kat. Kat, what motivated you to make that video? Um, I mean, generally, I think that lots of folks just had questions about what, literally, you know, the name of the video, like mm-hmm. what's with the X in Latinx. And then other folks I saw felt very offended when they saw the word Latinx used in other videos. Mm. Um, so I kind of just wanted to break it down and explain her as to why this is being used, mm-hmm. why certain people feel that it's necessary. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. Nice. Um, now, Alvaro, mm-hmm. what motivated you to comment that beneath the video? Well, I mean, every, every time I see the videos, it's like the first thing I see is a cat and not, you know, no offense to you, but, you know, you're just throwing your neck around and, you know, like this and that, this and that. It's like, oh boy, here we go again. Somebody's trying to tell me what to do or what to say. And for me, it's like Latinx for me, I feel like it's an attack upon my culture in a type of way. Mm. I grew up part of it, part of the outside of the country in Colombia, knowing the grammar, you know, and mm-hmm. I understand that it is a gendered language. But the thing is, is that why do I have to have someone imposed to be these ideals from, a, you know, from a foreign nation. Mm-hmm. You know, the Spanish language in itself has always been gendered. Even the old English itself was gendered. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, like, for example, when somebody says Latinx, like, what is that? The word X is, is not even in Spanish. Is it in Latin X mm-hmm. or is it Latinx? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's, well, how does that even make sense? I mean, I feel you. Uh, there's lots of things, quote unquote, wrong with the X in Latinx. Like you said, you know, it's pronounced or how people have been pronouncing it is Latinx. Um, therefore, it's not even Spanish. It's already like, you know, making it all like Anglo. Therefore, you know, certain people I know do pronounce it Latinx. But then as other folks have pointed out, does this mean we're going to put an X on everything? I think that for me, even as someone who does not refer to themselves as Latinx, Latinx, uh, given that I identify as a woman, so Latina is fine with me. I just feel like it's it's one step and it shouldn't, 
I don't see why it would bother folks if someone told you, you know, like, please refer to me in this way. Because I don't think that the idea is for Latinx to be applied to everyone, right? That doesn't mean that, you know, Alvaro, you are no longer a Latino, a Colombian man. It just means that now maybe people are aware that if someone does identify with the X, maybe because they are gender nonconforming or, you know, they're queer or whatever, that hopefully we have more insight as to why they are choosing to identify as such. And hopefully, if you know why, you can respect that reason why and use it in reference to them. Alvaro, you said something really interesting. You you said it feels like an attack on your culture. Mm -hmm. Hearing Kat's explanation, does it still feel like an attack? I mean, in a way it is, and in a way it isn't. Like, I understand the idea behind it, but why do we have to use that type of term to apply it to our language? I mean, why can't we evolve within our own language and create a, a different thing? You know, because the people who defend it usually say, oh, you know, well, language is always changing, and, you know, you need to change along with it, but we have Spanish academies set up to protect the purity of our Spanish. You understand what I'm saying? So if we're going to do, go in that direction and we're going to be progressing that type of way, why can't we just progress within our own? Why do we have to bring it in the English term, you know? Right. So I actually agree with you in terms of I do see the flaw in Latinx being something that my understanding was brought in from academics um, here Therefore, it's not something that's brought, you know, from, I guess, Latin America. It's not even applied as much in Latin America. Um, So I I understand where you're coming from. Um, One thing Uh that stuck out to me that you said is the purity in our language. Uh You see it as this word is uh, hurting the purity of the language. Whereas I think to myself, geez, you know, like... If we really want to talk about pure, pure, this wasn't necessarily, you know, our first language of our quote-unquote people, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I guess my my frame of thought is that even Spanish is not pure in itself, you know? Like, the way that that language was forced on Latin America and the Caribbean was one through colonization, was one Uh where a lot of us were forced to speak that. And a lot of those indigenous languages or African dialects were stripped away from us. So I just don't even see Spanish or even English for that matter as something that's pure. It's like, when do we decide that something's pure? Right. But the thing is that the, the, the common Colombian in their perspective communities they live in, they don't identify as, uh, as, okay, well, I'm a Native American and then the Spanish came here and forced it upon me. You know, they see it as this is us, this is who we are, this is who represents us, and this is uh, the representation of our identity. But I myself don't consider it as here came the evil uh, colonizers, the, uh, you know, and they started, you know, forcing me to speak this different language. I mean, I think and it's because both of us And I'm pretty sure so... the people in Spain don't feel the same way that they, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we came here, you guys better speak what we need to speak. I do well, want You know what I, I think the problem is? Oh, I'm sorry, if you go yeah, ahead, yeah. I interrupt. No, 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 go. <laughs> this is a conversation. What I think the problem is, I think this is more really of a uh, a friction between the older generation yes. of uh, you know Latin Americans and the newer generation. Yeah, I I agree with you. I consider myself more a first generation because I was born and raised outside of the country. I came here with my mindset, a frame of mindset already in. Yeah. So the language for me, it is the culture that I am. It is my identity that I am. And I was taught always to have a certain grammar, just like in English, you always have your predicates, your pronouns, and it's supposed to be the certain certain way. Um, you know, for someone to try and change it, 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 it doesn't make any, you know, for me, I see it, it's kind of offensive, you know, 
Right. I, I mean, I understand that given what you just said. This is something that, you know, you hold very true to be part of your identity and your culture. That makes a lot of sense. I start thinking, mm-hmm. though, um, with any language, like I think of English and there are words, new words that are made up, you know, slang words that are added to the dictionary all the time that weren't words yesterday, but are words today. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. I think that the friction with the X in Latinx is one with the younger generation and maybe an older generation and how we identify in terms of what we hold true to be our culture, right? Because for me, it's one that's a little more fluid, perhaps because I have friends who have lost even the language, you know, who don't mm-hmm. don't speak Spanish. And that's not that's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Because as you may know, you know, lots of folks have been discriminated when, you know, their parents first came here and were discriminated for speaking Spanish. Therefore, por miedo, they didn't want to teach their kids Spanish because it's like, I don't want to, I don't want my kids to be discriminated against. So, you know what? I'm never going to teach them Spanish. They should only speak English. And that, that also in turn is also sad because as Mm -hmm. you said, you know, this protecting of the language that's kind of gone because of fear and because of discrimination. It is a very difficult topic. I'll give you that. It is a very difficult Mm -hmm. topic because we're trying to be all inclusive from both sides. Mm -hmm. sides. I have a question though. So Mm -hmm. let's just say hypothetically, if, if you met someone and they said, you know, please refer to me as Latinx, would you use it or no? I would use it, you know, but when the thing is, is that I see video upon video upon videos of somebody saying, okay, trying to make it a thing, you know, and the, the part that really stuck out to me is like, oh, you're going to get offended over a word and, and looking at the camera is like, it's not the word, it's the whole thing behind it because it, I feel it's like a stripping away of identity. So I want to jump in and kind of make this conversation a little broader. We're focusing a lot on language and what I'm hearing between you guys is that we're talking about per- protecting and preserving, right? Alvaro, you're talking about protecting and preserving this rich heritage, especially protecting and preserving it here. Kat, I mm-hmm. see you are on the same page of wanting to do that, but you are wanting to make it more inclusive, mm-hmm. right? I would love to know from each of you, what is your relationship to your own heritage? Um, well, I'm, I'm half Colombian, half Peruvian. So even that in itself has really colored my experience of how I'm a, a Latina because I think that most people even when you when you hear someone say they're like like Alvaro you know like I'm Colombian it's mm-hmm. one thing so even when I was younger I struggled with like am I Colombian enough <laughs> am I Peruvian <laughs> yeah. enough like am I either no I'm born in the U.S. so and also we live in a culture that kind of paints those as one right, right. exactly yeah. but ultimately I held both to be true you know luckily both of my parents allowed me to go to both of their countries often. Mm-hmm. That was basically my summer camp mm-hmm. <laughs> is going to uh, Lima and Bogota. And so I luckily also speak Spanish, but I know that after moving out from my parents' home, I lost a little bit of how fluent I was. Because also like, I think a lot also yeah. of my culture is confusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Confusion about who, who we are, who I am, mm-hmm. and just navigating that. And I think maybe that's why I'm a little more accepting to change in terms of what our culture is, is because I've had to. Kat, let me ask you a question. Since you, since you have come from, I would say, three different cultures, you know, Colombian, Peruvian, uh-huh. and American, have you always felt that you needed to defend yourself from either side? 
you know, you always have to prove yourself you're more Colombian than a Colombian, more American than American, more Peruvian than a Peruvian. Yeah. Yeah. How so? I mean, you know, when growing up, especially I grew up in a, a pretty white neighborhood um, here in New York. And I'd have friends, you know, tokenize me as like, you know, oh, you're that spick. Like, oh, I, oh yeah, I got that really? all the time. Um or just the fetishizing, especially as me as a woman. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's a slut. Like, yeah. just because of me yeah. being different. Like, people wanted to... Right. The get, exotification exactly, of the Latina woman. At a very, very young age. Right. But then when I would go to my parents' countries, it's like, you're not Colombian at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or you're yeah, like, yeah. you're not Peruvian at all. Yeah. Or folks here would be like, oh, you have an accent. Then I would go to Colombia or Peru and be like, girl, you don't have no accent when right. you speak Spanish. Like, right. not at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a constant, like, I'm not enough for anyone. Yeah. Alvaro, what prompted you to ask that? Um, in, in a way, I can kind of relate because I myself, I grew up in Colombia and I moved back and forth. You know, I mm-hmm. came here when I was seven years old. Um, and then I had moved back later, later on and finished my high school there. Uh, but it's always been very hard for me, you know, because, you know, you know, you know how, you know how our parents are. Your parents are like, ah, oh, I can't believe you're going to go hang out with those American kids. They're going to do this and they're going to do that. They're all so quiet. And then when you go to the American kids, they're like, why are you Spanish people like this? You know, why do you always have to make so much noise? Why do you have to have some loud music and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So it, it kind of developed me as the way how I am now that I'm, you can tell my voice that I get kind of passionate and defensive about my culture, you know? Mm. So I always had to defend both sides. But then when I started growing up and started seeing my family and started going back to Colombia and started finishing my school there, I became, you know, that's, that's when I found myself, what I felt as my identity, mm-hmm. you know? So when I came back here, I always, it, it always feels like somebody's always trying to label you and put you in a box and take away what you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Absolutely. I have a question for you, Alvaro. I'm curious why you wanted to actually talk, like why you wanted to talk on the podcast, why you said yes. I wanted to talk on the broadcast because, um, you know, from my perspective, I like I, like I said, when, every time I see one of these type of shows or any type of videos, uh, it bothered me. It's like, oh, you know, here goes somebody telling me what to do again, you know, how to live my culture and uh, everything else. And I felt that... It's like, an, uh, you know, like I said before, it's an outside source that's trying to change me, who I am, my identity, the way how I speak, the way how I act, the way how I talk. And I wanted to get that voice across uh, and, you mm-hmm. know, have an explanation of why I think that feels the way that I feel, the way that I talk. And, you know, I feel that others in the community, because, you know, that's where identity comes from, from within our community, that's how we feel and the way we are. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I also felt a little bit naggy, you know. It's, it's just it's sometimes when I look at the videos, I see you just you know looking at the camera and you tell them what to do, and it, it feels like you're talking down to someone, you know. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is that the intention? No, it's not the intention at all. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Alvaro, but I don't just make the cat call. I make other videos that you don't that my face isn't in it, so you wouldn't know. Yeah, um, I haven't seen the others. I, right. I have to admit, I have not seen them. That's no, okay. yeah, and that's okay. And so the reason why I even made the series is because of the comments on the videos that I would make, not videos with my face in it, like videos about other people, whether that's like Afro-Latinos or, you know, like queer uh, Latinx folks. Um, and I would read the comments and the comments were so just filled with like lots of hatred. But I, I kind of saw it as not just malicious. And how did that make you feel? 
very sad, of course, very sad because we say, you know, we are all one. We're all this community that we call ourselves Latino, but why are we breaking each other down? You know, what does it matter if you're queer and Latino? What does it matter if you're Afro-Latino? Like, aren't we all supposed to be under this umbrella? And if so, then we need to learn more about each other. So anyways, that's why I created the series was to basically speak to us, not to speak to, you know, John Wakatai, like I'm trying to talk to like us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's never my intention is to talk down to people. Um, a part of me feels that regardless of how my delivery is, people will always feel like that because it may bring them out of their comfort zone. And then another part of me says that your criticism is constructive and I'm constantly trying to think of better ways to deliver my messages. Mm. In a way, you're making me feel kind of bad. I, I felt that was a little bit rough on you. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, that's exactly why we're here. We're talking about it. This this is so much better than a comment section. Look at us. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I totally get it. I, I also think that I, I do think that that's true, Alvaro. I think a lot of times when we're being given new information that doesn't jive with us or fit with how we want to see the world, I think we look for ways to detract from the, we look for, we look for flaws in the person who is giving us that message. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Would you agree? I agree. No, no, I I completely agree. Sometimes, uh, you know, people are very resistant to change Mm -hmm. or to new information. Mm. And sometimes we don't, um, we we don't give it a chance before even listening to it. Yeah. Mm, That's true. Alfredo, that's <laughs> you summed up this whole podcast. Um, no, I, I think you're I think you're totally right. Yeah, so, yeah but uh, let me ask you the same question that you asked me a while ago. Why why did you come and talk here with me? Um, I think because as someone whose career is basically just constantly pu- pumping out videos, uh-huh. I don't get to interact with folks. You know, all I Mm -hmm. see are the comments and sometimes it's like very, very negative, you know, regardless if it's me in front of the camera. And I was interested in knowing what compelled you to write that, um, your perspective, your background, what colored that moment for you to write that. And and honestly, because the the comment uh, that I'm annoying is something that I get a lot. Which I'm fine with. That's fine. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and I'm gonna have to live with that. So I kind of also just wanted to know. Okay, out of out of the many people who think I'm annoying, like tell me why I'm annoying. Yeah, yeah. Al- Alvaro, does have you ever been called annoying? <laughs> uh, plenty of times. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, uh, I get very passionate when I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I, once once I get into a discussion, like I can keep on going and going and going and going. Yeah, it's like okay, please great. stop. I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> right. I I think it's just natural human tendency to dismiss someone you disagree with. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's mm-hmm. uh, Alvaro. What you can do to dismiss whoever's in this video talking about this topic that you disagree with and cat it's what you could have done mm-hmm. to not come on this podcast to talk mm-hmm. to alvaro right you could have it, it's so easy for us those who receive comments those mm-hmm. who write comments and i would say all of us are both right mm-hmm. like w- mm-hmm. we all receive and give comments and and it's so um 
you know, it, it's so easy to just not want to engage with anyone who says anything negative about you because that seems like too much energy. I don't want to talk about that. It seems like uh, too much energy to engage with someone mm-hmm. who, Alvaro, from your perspective, is kind of trying to change a language that is a dear and close part of your culture, um, mm-hmm. both of your cultures. But I, yeah. This sounds corny, but I do believe this, that change doesn't happen if we're comfortable. Mm. And I think if you make people feel uncomfortable, then they're probably going to find you annoying. Mm -hmm. So I say, (laughs) me and you, Alvaro, just continue (laughs) being annoying. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess uh, to close this out, I have to ask, Alvaro, do you think you're open to using the term Latinx now? I'm open, yeah, I'm open to using the term Latinx. Just don't force it as, as a whole thing, you know, like if I come up to a person and the person says, this is how I identify myself, I have no problem, you know, mm-hmm. but I, it, it's because, it's you know, sometimes I see people try to use it interchangeably with the whole Latino community, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, 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 I don't like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And Kat, has anything changed for you in terms of uh, your desire to share what the X means in Latinx? Uh, no, I think what Alvaro pointed out were um, many flaws in the in the term that I was already aware of. Mm. Um, I'm still, you know, I still use it interchangeably mm-hmm. um, just because you never know who's listening, who's in the audience. It doesn't mean that I'm always using Latinx, mm-hmm. um, but I am sometimes conscious when I remember to use it just because there were folks who sent me messages privately who were very thankful that this was being addressed and that they felt like they were finally seen. Mm -hmm. But maybe what has changed is, should I be having conversations with everyone who calls me annoying? Because this has (laughs) been a great time. Maybe maybe (laughs) Alvaro's special. (laughs) Okay, only Alvaro. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, thank you both so much for being willing to do this. I think this is, uh, I really appreciate it. So thank you both so much for uh, being part of this. Thank you. No problem. It was a great pleasure. Bye, Alvaro. Bye-bye, Kat. Bye. If you'd like to be a guest on this show and take your own online conversation and move it offline, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Vincent Cascione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil, Emily Moeller, and our publicist, Megan Larson. We'll be releasing episodes every other week, so I'll see you in two weeks with a brand new conversation. Until then, remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen. We're racing, racing through these dark times. It's hard to take it, but we're gonna make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times. Dark time.